This is Truth Is Now Treason with Dietrich and Lennox, and in this episode, we plan to discuss loneliness and offer a couple of solutions that have worked for us and that we know will work for you. Welcome, my fellow traders. This is our episode on loneliness. Gosh, emotions are complex things. And one type of emotion is loneliness. The problem with loneliness is that it is unique because if you are alone, or it could be physically or mentally, then what are you going to do to solve this problem? Yeah, I mean, you could force somebody to be with you and listen to you, but not going to solve anything. In fact, it's probably going to make you feel worse because you forced somebody to be with you. And that just, again, reinforces how lonely you feel. Although, like we said, you don't have to be by yourself to feel lonely. There are many individuals who are surrounded constantly by others, but still feel so lonely that they think life is hopeless. They feel depressed and maybe even contemplate suicide. You know, also by being in this state of loneliness, it can make you think like you're the only one who is going through this. You might feel like you're a loser if you dare to tell somebody that you're lonely, but, you know, let's be honest. No one usually likes to admit that, but it's nowhere near the case. In fact, a global survey was done that showed one out of three adults have experienced loneliness. That's about 33 and a third percent. The nation of Brazil, though, was the worst, with 50% reporting that they were lonely often, usually, or sometimes. And that is a lot of lonely people. And I just wonder if maybe Brazil was really honest, you know, but whether it's 33 and a third percent globally or 50% with one nation like Brazil, either stat. That is a lot. And this is why we want to address this issue of loneliness. Yeah, most of us could define what we think loneliness is because we've all experienced it. And if you haven't, you need to contact us because we want to talk to you to see if you are really human. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe AI never gets lonely. But if you look at the definition, the American Psychology Association defines it as the emotional distress we feel when our inherent needs for intimacy and companionship are not met. Loneliness is a feeling of unwanted isolation or lack of connection, whether you are physically alone or surrounded by others. And I'm just going to give an example of this. This is something I experienced when I went to college. When I went to college, unfortunately, I picked the wrong place to go. I still love where I went. I went to The Ohio State University. Boo. <laughs> no, it's a good school. And let's talk about your school, Mount Vernon Nazarene University. Uh, how's their football team doing there, uh, Lennox? They have no football team, but... Because they're nowhere near as good as no, the No, if Ohio they State had University. one, they would be the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, indeed. I can see this. Just kidding. <laughs> but anyway, I went to a school where I wasn't supposed to go. Why? Because here I was in the middle of 55,000 people that honestly, I had nothing in common with them. And so often I felt alone. And then I joined a Christian group that was there and I had some people there treat me really poorly. And I was like, forget this. I don't need to deal with this. And so for a significant chunk of time while at 
college, I felt alone. And honestly, it was self-inflicted because I wasn't listening to what God wanted me to do. Yeah. I think some people might say loneliness is solitude. The state of being alone is what solitude is. It's not loneliness. Solitude is a choice as well. With loneliness, you want or you desire a connection with certain persons, but you can't get it. Yeah, there's many reasons that people can feel lonely. Often I feel lonely when Lennox is in the house because she won't cook. She won't (laughs) clean. She won't do any of the godly things that she's supposed to be doing. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing things that are of interest to me. (laughs) (laughs) And being a godly woman is definitely not of interest to her. (laughs) Yeah. There's many reasons people can feel lonely. People experience loneliness often when they have a change in their living situation. You know, an article that we found on everydayhealth.com's website, 51%, so just over half of Americans who feel lonely, have just a few or no relatives nearby for whom they can rely on when it comes to support. And I can attest to this one. I remember when our daughter was very young, Dietrich worked second shift, and I worked part-time. It was just a couple days a week. So this gave me the opportunity to be with our daughter while Dietrich was working. And by working part-time, it also saved us lots of money by not paying babysitters. But in the evenings, it was usually Mackenzie and me at home entertaining each other. And we lived in a town where no relatives lived close. So I just couldn't jump in the car and head over to my mom's or my sister's houses. I did, though, make it my goal to spend a minimum of 30 minutes of quality time with her each day. And Kenzie and I would find things to play. We would read books, we'd take walks in town or go to the park. But if I were to be honest, I would have to admit there were times I really felt alone. I still needed that adult connection. And there were times I didn't have it because I had no family close to me. So I agree with that. I agree about people feeling lonely because of no family nearby. So poor physical or mental health can also certainly contribute to a person feeling lonely. As a matter of fact, it says this from the same article. It says the 2018 Kaiser Family Foundation report published in 2020 found that people reporting loneliness were at least two times more likely than others to have a debilitating disability or a chronic disease. All the more reason why, if you know of someone who suffers with this, you might want to reach out and let that individual know that you are thinking of him or her and maybe offer some encouragement of some kind. Third reason mentioned in this article by Everyday Health are those who are living alone. This is a high risk group for this emotion. You know, what about those who experience the death of a loved one? 59% of the Americans who reported feeling lonely in the KFF research had experienced the death of a family member or friend in the past two years. So yes, the death of someone you care about sure would put you in a depressed state. And going back to what I said about feeling lonely when Mackenzie was just a baby, I had just lost my father three months before she was born. So I can really relate to this. I was still mourning the death of my father all while learning to be a mother at the same time. And I had a double whammy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't have to be a death, though. Divorce or marking the end of a romantic relationship also makes people more susceptible to loneliness. And it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, even. It could just be separation from just your family, a loss of a child, 
through a miscarriage also. Another reason for feeling lonely is people who have financial problems. It says whether due to job loss or unemployment, working multiple jobs, which we're seeing several do now. Thank you, Joe. Or living in a low-income household, a poor financial situation, it says, can contribute to loneliness. This author, Borland, says that financial struggles can lead to shame, loss of identity, and stress, which can cause people to withdraw. And so people in this group may be working two jobs or managing irregular work schedules that make it that much harder to connect with the people around them. Yeah, when we're lonely, it may even feel like we have been abandoned. You know, we may believe that certain individuals have let us down. They've failed us, which can morph into even more negative emotions that we have to deal with. Did you know, traders, that even Jesus felt lonely and abandoned by his own dad? When Jesus was on the cross, dying for our sins, he called out to God, his father, saying, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? We may feel this way, like everybody has abandoned us, and we might even feel Like it's God who has abandoned us. And I can assure you, though, that he hasn't. Because in God's word, he says over and over, he will not leave you nor forsake you. Which means he won't abandon you, in other words. But nevertheless, loneliness is not a respecter of persons. It can hit you at any age. Yeah, anybody, no matter how old you are, can still feel lonely. Now, what's interesting to me was that there was a study done back in November of 2020, Health Day News. They did an online survey of more than 2,800 people, ages 20 to 69. They participated in this online survey. So what group of people in the U.S. did you think are the loneliest? Yeah, and in this particular study, it found that young adults were the loneliest Americans with people in their 60s being the least lonely. And I find that just hard to believe. I think I, when I first read that, I was shocked because I would have expected it to be the opposite. Usually younger people do more socializing than older people, right? And that may be true, but it shows you that you can be around people and still feel lonely. If and when we experience loneliness, what do we do? I mean, how are we to get past this period of loneliness? Yeah, we must first remember that if we don't make any foolish decisions or go do something stupid, this state of loneliness is only for a short period of time. It's temporary. Now, it might seem like it's for an eternity. I know that for myself. Even just a few months of being lonely can seem like years. However, I also know that it's going to pass, but there are things we can do so that we will move beyond it more quickly. Now, here's a couple of things to try to do if we were to work through this loneliness and find some satisfaction. First of all, we have to stop our negative thinking. I realize there are unique cases of loneliness and depression that need attention from medical experts. Seek help if you think you need it. I get that. And I'm not talking about those instances. But it does say in scripture to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Dietrich, what's that mean? So... A lot of times we look at our thoughts and we just think, well, you know, the thoughts that pop in my head are just the thoughts that pop in our head. And there's nothing really I can do about it. That's not even remotely the case. You can train yourself on how you're going to think. We've covered this before, but it bears repeating. Thoughts determine feelings. Feelings determine actions. 
When you feel yucky, what's your thought process? You're thinking about everything that's yucky. So when you think about things that make you depressed, you end up depressed. And when you end up depressed, you act depressed. So when you choose to control your thoughts, and you know what? There's going to be times in your life and times in my life where I have to ask Christ, hey, I need you to help me to focus on what is good. So instead of allowing just negative thoughts in our minds, we need to immediately replace that negative thinking with God's promises. Speak them aloud many times over if you have to. Train yourself to develop this habit. And you're probably going to find it difficult because guess what? No matter how old you are, that's probably how many years you've just allowed any thought to run through your mind. Keep this in mind. We find this in the Bible. It talks about what we are to think about. Listen to this in Philippians chapter 4. It says, summing it all up, friends. So this is to believers. I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise and not things to curse. Yeah, we've had to deal with this recently due to some rejection that we have experienced. And we can focus on that rejection that we've received. You know what we've started doing instead? Yeah, we've looked at ourselves and we've seen how there have been many times where we had so much life, love, and laughter to give. And so we are now focusing on who we can lift up and give them some of this life, love, and laughter that we received because of who Christ is and what he gives. And you know, it's funny, we've already had God put somebody in our lives to do that. It's a wonderful thing. You know, so much of how we see things in our lives comes down to how we're thinking. If we're thinking negatively, then yeah, you're going to see things as horrible. And research has proven that you can develop habits after doing something for a long period of time. And I think it's as short as 18 times. If you do something 18 times, it becomes kind of like a habit. So keep at it. And here is one verse in the Bible that has helped me during my times of loneliness. It's Isaiah 41.10 says, so do not fear, which means don't be stressed for I am with you. This is the creator of the universe saying he's with you. Do not be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. Don't be depressed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, which means it doesn't come through us. It comes through him. And I will uphold you with my righteous right hand, meaning he wants you to be in that place of intimacy with him. Secondly, and most importantly, trust in God, who is our source of joy. He's the only one who can give life to its fullest. Now, there's nothing wrong with feeling lonely. But when you're feeling like all is terrible, which we do often when we're lonely, talk to God and tell him that you're going to thank him in advance for taking care of your loneliness issue before it even begins. And this is what David is doing with these verses. He is praising God for taking care of him before he even does it. That is part of faith. It's part of trusting God that he loves you, and he will take care of you in your deepest loneliness. Yeah, and I want to encourage you to do the same. We hand over our problems and issues to the God who is able to take care of them. That's when we will find a victory that's going to seem unachievable. This is God, the one who gives us the love we don't deserve, and victory that is totally elusive when it's just us reaching for it. And if you don't know God personally, 
You must understand you can. Victory over loneliness isn't just for Dietrich and me. It's for you too. And all of us have been separated from God because of wrongdoing. The Bible calls this sin. And a lot of times God will use loneliness as a way to draw us to him. He wants to be in your life. He wants to be a first priority. So begin to talk to him just like I'm talking to you. And then during that time, ask him to be your Lord and to make you clean, to make you into a new person. Ask him to give you one of his promises from his word, the Bible. If you need a friend, ask him for one. Don't be afraid to open up. I mean, it's not like you're telling him something he doesn't know. He knows you. So because this is just a time between you and him, he's listening. and He's not going to tell anybody your hurts. Yeah, you want victory over loneliness? Read and fill your mind with his promises and talk to him. Thank him for what he is going to do for you in this area. And here is just a passage of scripture I want to leave with you guys. I want you to focus on this for this week, or maybe you have another one. But here's one we want to share. It's taken out of Psalm again. It's David talking. It's Psalm 25 verses 14 through 18. It says, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, which means those who worship him. And he makes known to them his covenant, his promises. David goes on to say, my eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he will pluck my feet out of the net. That could be the net of loneliness. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Consider my affliction and my trouble and forgive all my sins. David prayed this prayer when he was lonely and he found joy in living for God. And you can too. Before we go, we want to ask that you hit that like button, rate us. And remember, the only proper rating for us is five stars. Also, we have a YouTube channel. Make sure you're going there. You're subscribing to our YouTube channel because you're going to find things there you're just not going to find in our podcasts. Next week, we're going to have a new episode we're going to be talking about. Here's a family that Joe Biden wants to kick out of the United States. They're a German family that came here legally, but Joe wants them out. Now, does that make any sense? The guy who's allowing anybody to cross the border, come on in. But this one family he wants out, Listen to us next week and you'll find out why. And also, traders, if you have not listened to our episode from a couple weeks ago called Springfield, Ohio, please listen because Facebook <laughs> Facebook considers us a cybersecurity problem. <laughs> it will not let us put the link to this episode on Facebook. And the reasoning, I questioned them twice, and they gave me the same reason, and it says because of cybersecurity. So we are challenging everybody to listen to that episode because they do not want anyone to hear about that. Why are you so scared of the truth, Facebook? Until, Until next, next time, time, my fellow traders. traders.